Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. It is time to turn your attention to an important message from God's Word, usually ignored in most preaching. You should be concerned to make sure you truly believe, but you should also be zealous to know about the spiritual blessings you have when you are in Christ. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he presents the slice of today's message entitled, Every Spiritual Blessing. Well, we uh, concluded the Sermon on the Mount last week, and uh, just as Jesus put it, it ends with a, a, a very strong appeal. Test yourself to see if you're in the faith. That's the Apostle Paul's version of it in 2 Corinthians 13.5. Jesus said, Many will arrive at judgment and say, Lord, Lord, and then start reciting the works that they've done. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me. That bone-chilling message is necessary. It is important to hear from time to time, especially in a culture like ours where it's so easy to profess to be a disciple of Jesus Christ because it rarely means immediate risk of life and limb like it does in most places in the world. But today, I want to turn your attention to an equally important message from the Word of God and uh, probably just as often ignored in most preaching. Yes, you, you should be concerned to make sure you truly believe. To hear your Savior say, many are going to say, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. That should frighten anyone who isn't serious about following the Lord Jesus Christ. But you should also be equally zealous to make sure that you know about the spiritual blessings that you have in Christ. So I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians. It's a book of riches. It's a book about glory. It's a book of inheritance. It's a a book about grace, all of which flow from the power of God operating in our lives. There's a key phrase in the book, and I'll tell you more about it later. It's the phrase, in Christ That occurs 27 times in just these six chapters. This book also contains contains much of the New Testament revelation of the mystery of the church, the, the body of Christ, that entity that He is building, those people that the Father gave to the Son as a gift. Now, Ephesians comes in two halves. I don't mean 1st Ephesians and 2nd Ephesians. 
Second Ephesians is at the beginning of uh, Revelation chapter 2. Jesus dictated a letter to this church as well, but that's not what we're going to look at this morning. The first three chapters of this book, the first half, major on your position in Christ. The second three chapters major on how to practice living in light of that position. The first half tells you who you are in Christ, and the second half tells you how to live up to who you are. We're not going to do an analysis of the whole book for now, but I, I want us to have time to zero in on one verse, which I would submit to you is the capsulized summary of the whole book. It's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, put on your thinking cap. Remember hermeneutics, science and art of interpreting the Bible. And I want you to look at that verse and see if you can pick out a theme. I'll give you three clues. Blessed, blessed, and blessing. There's a theme to that verse. There's the adjective form of it, there's the verb form of it, and there's the noun form of it, all from the same root word in the Greek. God is blessed. He has blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, we're just going to look at that one verse from it. We want to extract a little summary of the blessings received by everyone who is in Christ. And then I'd like to give you a little stimulation to blessings experienced. Now, verse 3 is the beginning of something. Uh, There's an introductory sentence or two that we know of as verses 1 and 2. And this verse stands at the beginning of a a linguistic phenomenon. It is a 202-word-long sentence, one single sentence, in Greek, and it extends all the way through verse 14. Now, if you scan down through your Bible, I don't think there is an English version that renders this as one verse. It's virtually impossible to make it into one sentence in English because Greek is so much more sophisticated. New Testament Greek is so much more sophisticated. You can do things with clauses and subordinates and participles and sidebars and prepositional phrases and pet hamsters. You you just can't do it all in in English. But everything else that Paul says in this marvelous section, uh, that whole sentence, and then if you will, even the first three chapters of this, everything he says here is a variation on the theme of spiritual blessings in Christ. You are super blessed. Now, the first time you see the word blessed here, it is a translation of the Greek word eulogetos. It's the adjective form. It's the form of the word from which we get our English word eulogy. The E-U prefix means good, and the word logos means word. So eulogy is actually saying a good word. When you say it applies to a person, you're speaking of someone who is well spoken of. Now, there are two words in the New Testament that are almost always translated in English by the words blessed or blessed, depending on how it needs to be pronounced in a certain context. 
When we began the Sermon on the Mount, we spent time studying in depth the nine occurrences of the other word for blessed. That's the word makarios. It means happy or prosperous. It, it describes a, a, a status in life. This is the best way to be in life, that sense of blessed. Describes someone who is in a, a good way. It would be appropriate to say, Heritage Bible Church is makarios, blessed. We are enjoying prosperity from the hand of God and, and, and a sweet fellowship here. But this word in Ephesians 1.3 eulagetos, is used in the New Testament not to describe the, um, the, the practice of people. This one is used in the New Testament only for God. He is the one who is blessed in this sense, and from His own blessedness innate to Him, He provides blessing. Uh, the other word is a blessed situation, which is external to some extent. This one is an innate possession or property. God's intrinsic nature, He is blessed. Now, you and I can be happy, prosperous, blessed, because God is by nature blessed. We are by nature wrecked. We're fallen. We're cursed. We're not blessed. It is not a blessing to be in Adam His innate character, though, bestows blessing on us when we become His adopted children. When we relate this word to our English word, eulogize, it it means when we eulogize somebody, it means we're actually extolling someone for their excellent character. When we say someone does a eulogy at a funeral, let's be honest, it's not the whole truth. If we were honest, we might say, well, he was 83.5% schnook. Let me tell you about the other 16.5%. And, and, and we'll major on that. And we'll give God glory for His grace in, in, in doing that. But this is a significant statement about God. Blessed be God. That's a common phrase in the Old Testament. It's a very common phrase in many standard Jewish prayers. It means to bless God with our lips to proclaim His goodness because He is worthy of it by His nature. So he says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God and Father are parallel to each other. He is the Father, if you're speaking in terms of Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is is God, the Almighty One. Get this, God is blessed within Himself, and therefore He confers upon us blessedness. It's something we have as derived from God. So, keep looking here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, now here comes the verb, has blessed. Now, in the In the Greek, this is an aorist participle, and contain yourself with excitement about that. Let me just tell you that implies a definite and completed action. We are to continually bless God with our lips because of what He has done by His actions. He has blessed us. In word and in thought, 
We bless God because, indeed, in action, He blessed us. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.